0: Good evening. Please welcome, from Birmingham, Oxford, and London England, the Electric Light Orchestra. This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 024, Daybreaker, Live.
1: that song all about the night the light went on in long beach was a live album the concert was recorded in long beach california at the long beach auditorium on may 12 of 1974 and the album their only live album during their original run was released later that same month, but not in the U.S. and not in the U.K., but to a number of places where the band had not been able to perform live yet. Unfortunately, the sound quality was not the best, something that was remedied by a secondary release of the album in 1998. Daybreaker, which was the beginning of side two of On the Third Day, opens the album with a rousing live performance featuring Bev Bevan doing some drum pyrotechnics in there, as well as Richard Tandy on a mini Moog and a Wurlitzer electric piano, basically replicating the sound from the album. The lineup in this particular case was Jeff Lynn on lead vocals and electric guitar, Bev Bevan on drums, Richard Tandy on what I said before, Mike D'Albuquerque doing some lead vocals as well as backing vocals as well as playing bass, Mick Kaminsky on violin, Hugh McDowell on cello, and Mike Edwards also on cello. Here we go again.
0: I'm Eric Paul Johnson.
1: And I'm Eric Wincensen.
0: And, you know... I like it. Why not? I liked the studio version, so this is pretty much just the same thing as the studio version. They did a good job of recreating it, and um, I don't know. What else is there to say specifically about this song, if we kind of sort of covered it in the, when we did it about on the third day?
1: Yeah, it's practically about the same, which doesn't surprise me, since it was made for live performance in the first place, so... They do a live performance of it.
0: Okay, that's it for this week's episode. Taste the music. An electric light. No, no, no. We still got more to do.
1: Actually, it's a pretty good live recording of the song, and I wasn't really expecting too much different on it simply because, yeah, about how it was supposed to be performed. It was conceived as a live performance to begin with, so.
0: Yeah. The band did not like this album because it sounded terrible. This wasn't their idea. They didn't want to do it but the record company said this is happening we're going to put this out and a little fun fact is the bad recording it was put in a box that said do not use so of course it was used to put this album out in 1974 and no it's not the best sounding live album but it is the most accurate sounding live album live albums always sound much better than what the concert actually sounds like to the person in the audience at least to me. I've got touchy ears, so when things get way too loud, my ears get overwhelmed and things kind of a little muffly. I can't understand a thing that the people on stage are trying to say for their attempted banter with 40,000 people. I know the tune and I can hear things, but it's not very clear sounding. So, yeah, as for a live album, the record itself, not sounding so good, but to recreate the concert experience for the uh, average person in the audience... I'd, I'd say this is pretty dead on.
1: Well, then, yeah, you just turn it up really loud and play it through an entire stack of speakers and see what happens. And then, when somebody knocks on your door and, what, and asks what the hell you think you're doing, just blame it on the sound guy.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they did years and years and years and years later, they did find the right tape, the one that was supposed to be used. And. The copy I have of the album, I bought it in 1985, so it's the bad-sounding one. But the good-sounding one is on YouTube, and I can tell the difference. You can hear the drums a lot better. In the beginning, during the warm-up, the build-up to the start of Daybreaker, Bevan is playing his drums. And for years, because I just had the bad copy, the bad pressing, I thought it was people moving stuff around on stage, getting themselves set up. Because you can't really hear it too well and it sounds like things being knocked around. But on the YouTube version that takes it from the good quality one... Oh, that's Bevan. He's playing its drums. It's not someone knocking stuff around on stage. Got it.
1: Now, question about this one. Was, was this album ever released in the United States?
0: No. It was released in three countries. Uh, I think my copy says it's made in Germany, is printed on the bottom of it. So Germany was one of the countries. And it was released in countries where ELO wasn't quite the big thing yet. So Warner Brothers thought we released the live album. And people will buy it, and they'll, like, see what kind of show that ELO puts on. And if you go buy this album, apparently a muffled-sounding show. Yep.
1: Yeah. This is the type of show ELO puts on. Oh. oh okay. Mm. <laughs>
0: I guess this is why I never went to an ELO concert.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, um, if I remember right, they used the Moog synthesizers and some other synthesizers. They didn't really use a Mellotron, did they? I'm... Because, uh... Yeah, the Mellotron was, well, was not the most reliable instrument in the entire world. A great sounding instrument, but yeah, um, had its quirks Mm -hmm. as well as it was like moving around an entire set of cabinets from town to town. So that's what I noticed on here is it's pretty good synthesizer playing for 70s synthesizers, Mm -hmm. because normally you, you listen to a lot of concerts from progressive rock bands back at the time, but they haven't messed with them too much. You can hear all the buzzing and clicks and everything that you get from those old synthesizers. They typically used as part of the music, so... Because Emerson Lake and Palmer's uh, live recording of uh, pictures at an exhibition, you can hear that quite a bit, and they actually use that as part of the music, too.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I remember in a, a Words and Music promotional album for Green, for R.E.M., one of them described the Mellotron. They used one on the album, and because it was like 20 years old by then, apparently the Mellotron used to use tapes yes inside and you can twist the knobs to fuss with and create sounds and over time those tapes kind of got stretched which gave them an even weirder sound so especially by 1988 when green came out so i could see trying to transport Mellotrons all over the countries might cause issues
1: yeah the sounds and everything were tape loops that were activated by playing it or by sw- twisting certain knobs and everything and yeah even when it first came out it had all these moving parts and everything else and you never knew what you were going to get <laughs> in fact i think rick wakeman actually uh actually took an axe to one at one point <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can understand if it's not giving you the sound that you want to get, no matter how much tinkering you do, and it just keeps getting more fussy as it goes.
1: True. But no, this does sound pretty good because, of course, I grabbed the good-sounding version off of YouTube, so I can... <laughs> yeah. I take it they didn't do many overdubs or anything. It doesn't sound like the band really had any say in what got released in this particular case anyway.
0: No, this seems like it's totally a record company-made album. Got something to say about the live version of Daybreaker? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 16-
1: 38503375. Call now.
0: Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? wow she liked it taste the music an electric light orchestra song by song podcast is a production of radio trolla entertainment assorted deli meats amalgamated you can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftm podcast at gmail.com keep up to date on the show by joining our facebook group and spread the word about the show by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on itunes you can financially support the Podcast and get some goodies at patreon.com slash ELO pod. Next week, episode 025 Showdown Live.